It's a movement, but it's about people. Be the People is about we the people joining forces to reclaim and reshape the best of our nation's time-treasured traditions. Each week, we offer insightful interviews with movers and shakers from all different spheres of life. And now, please welcome Dr. Carol Swain. Across the nation, voters in blue states are confronting a host of restrictions related to their civil liberties and civil rights. These are ostensibly related to the coronavirus pandemic. Opportunism lies behind some of these edicts that come from governmental entities. In Nashville, Tennessee, where the state is red and the urban areas blue, Mayor John Cooper, elected last year, has proposed a 32% tax increase to address a projected $472 million shortfall. He says this is related to the COVID-19 pandemic. But there's one problem. Nashville was already bankrupt. Past mayors had left the city broke. And so Nashville's woes were intensified by the massive shutdown that resulted in millions of dollars in lost revenue from tourism, which has become one of the city's largest sources of revenue. Joining me today uh, is a victim or a potential victim of this proposed tax increase. And this is a long-term resident of, of Nashville or Tennessee, the Tennessee area. He can tell his story. This is Carrie Bringle, the owner of Peg Leg Porker, a restaurant located in the Gulch. And if you know anything about Nashville, the Gulch is a trendy area that was developed a few years ago when Nashville became the It City. So help me to welcome Carrie Bringle to the Be The People Show. Carrie, it's a pleasure to have you on this show, and I want to give you an opportunity to tell our listeners a little bit about you and how you came to write a letter that became viral about how this proposed tax increase is going to impact you and your family. Well, thank you, Dr. Swain. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, I'm happy to talk about it. So my name is Kerry Bringle, and I am a, a native Nashvilleian. I was born and raised here. I've been here all my life. I lived in Memphis for a few years after college, but moved back to town and have been here ever since. Uh, I own the Peg Leg Porker Barbecue Restaurant in the Gulch. I happen to also own the building and uh, pay, uh, pay significant property taxes right now. Uh, so as the Gulch area has increased in value, my property's increased in value, we've added on to my property, but my taxes have gone from a little over $5,000 when I first bought the building, my first tax payment, to $55,000 in seven years, seven, eight years. Um, and so we're already burdened with a very high property tax and now with the mayor's increase of a proposed 32% tax increase, um, plus it's on the eve of a, uh, a reassessment year. So in 2021, we'll have reassessments. This tax increase could actually be 42% rather than just 32% once they do the increases uh, for the uh, new appraisals. Uh, so it's very frustrating. What it would mean for me is that my taxes could potentially go to around $72,000 a year. 
at $6,000 a month for me to operate a restaurant in, uh, in you know, the vicinity of downtown Nashville. We're off of 8th, off of 8th Avenue. We're in the Gulch. And uh, that's not my mortgage. That's not my debt service. Uh, that is strictly property tax. Uh, and I think it is too much. I think it is, it's got the potential to drive a lot of small mom and pop independently owned businesses out of business. Well, Carrie, you uh, became a local uh, celebrity, a hero of sorts, when you wrote a letter to the editor. Uh, are you the kind of citizen that writes letters frequently? <laughs> you know, uh, I've, I've written a few letters over the years on issues that I felt strongly about. I wrote a letter called the uh, uh, letter to armchair barbecue critics, which uh, was talking to people about just getting along in barbecue and the fact that we're more family uh, in the barbecue community and we're not always fighting about who's the best. And uh, this is an issue that I felt very strongly about because it affects me uh, personally and it affects me deeply. Uh, $72,000, I could hire a, a lot more people. I could hire uh, several more full-time, I mean, part-time employees. I could hire a couple full-time employees or I could hire a new manager. And, and so this property tax uh, will not only, you know, potentially drive prices up if it doesn't drive uh, companies out of business, but it could also, it'll also cost jobs. Um, and and it's, it's not just businesses. This is going to fall on every household in Davidson County. They say that uh, for every, uh, $300,000 that your house is worth, uh, this could add $700 a, a year to your taxes. Uh, that's a lot for a family, especially for families that have been out of work for the last six weeks. I agree. Uh, I live in a neighborhood, very nice neighborhood, and many of my neighbors are retired people that have nice homes, but they're telling me that if this tax increase goes through that they will have to move. They will have to sell their homes and move elsewhere. And we know that prices in Nashville has escalated to the point that they will not be able to buy back into Nashville. And so I don't know where they'll go. No. This will drive them out of the county. It'll drive them out of Davidson County. Uh, it'll drive businesses out of Davidson County. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, uh, Dr. Swain, that, that Nashville does not have a revenue problem. Nashville has a spending problem. And if you look at our spending, you know, we had 10 years that were the most prosperous in Nashville's history over the last 10 years. And um, the fact that we were almost bankrupt and the state was threatening receivership uh, before this pandemic uh, just exacerbates the situation. And, and it's this is and this budget let me, let me make it clear that the mayor's budget to raise these property taxes does not fix the fundamental problems with metro davidson county finances it does not address those issues uh, it just it really kicks the can down the road it just gives them more revenue to do more spending we've got spending increases in here we've got capital increases in here uh we don't do anything to fix the pension plan in here and, uh, you know, we're one of the few uh, counties in the country that doesn't have contributions from our state employees for the pension. Uh, and, you know, that's done at a state level. We made that change several years ago, and it saved the state a lot of money.
but the city hasn't been willing to take on the hard challenges of actually balancing a budget. And so all this does is take more of your taxpayer money to give them more to spend. But Carrie, you are absolutely right, because as you know, I ran for mayor, and one of the things that was readily apparent to me is that there was so much corruption in the city, in particular departments. I had uh, employees coming to me, uh, providing me with data. And so the mayor has done nothing to address the concerns of city employees who see the waste, who see the corruption, who want something done. And so that is very troubling. But it's also troubling that this budget that was put forth doesn't cut anything. It raises um, the spending by 5% yes. at a time when, it, when people are, have been out of work, not been able to work because of a policy imposed by the mayor who is planning to raise taxes 32% unless he stopped. You know, they, they pushed us into a shutdown uh, for social distancing and for shelter at home or shelter in place. And so, for example, we were closed for six weeks. Uh, we had to furlough 45 employees. We looked at our bank balance and we looked at what we were facing and we had to determine uh, what was the best course of action, not knowing how long we were going to be in a shutdown. And so we decided to furlough uh, 45 employees uh, so that they could collect unemployment and we could make sure that we kept the business afloat so that they would have a job when they when this thing was over. Uh, the city has not done that. The city has not furloughed a single employee. And a lot of these employees cannot work from home. They're sitting at home, but their job can't be done from home. And you and I are paying that bill. And so, and, and then to top it off, not only are we paying that bill right now, because the city doesn't have the money to do that, they're asking us to pay for it. So they're saying, we shut you down, you had to furlough employees, your employees who pay property taxes were on unemployment, but we're not willing to take the same measures. And, you know, it's we're going to put that back on you. So to add insult to injury, not only did we shut you down and put you out of work, now you've got to pay for the city employees to get paid uh, because we're not willing to put them out of work. And, and I think what people forget is that, remember, and we value the city employees, we value our civil servants, but at the end of the day, you know what? They work for us. They're supposed to be there to serve us. And so it's really insulting to say that we're not going to balance our budget, but you got to balance yours in order to pay our new tax. Well, you're absolutely correct. And we're going to take a break. And when we return, I'd like for you to talk specifically about taxes you've already paid this year. Okay, absolutely. Hello, I'm Carol Swain of Be The People. I'm proud to endorse Patriot Mobile, America's only conservative cell phone network. After years of dealing with big cell phone companies, I made the decision to support a business that supports my conservative Christian values. Patriot Mobile offers nationwide phone service at an affordable price. Most importantly, a portion of the money you spend is given to organizations that support the sanctity of human life, gun rights, and religious liberty. 
There are no long-term contracts or hidden fees, and unlimited plans start as low as $25 a month. So do me a big favor. Contact Patriot Mobile at patriotmobile.com forward slash carol or call 972-PATRIOT. When you mention code CAROL, you'll get your activation fee waived and receive a free gift for switching service. Switch today and start supporting a company that supports your values. I'm back with my guest, Kerry Bringle, and he is the owner of Peg Leg Porker, and he is someone that um, cares about his city. We're talking about Nashville, but it can be your city as well. If you live in a city that's governed by a Democrat mayor, I can tell you that your experiences will be similar to our experiences, but quite different from what you would get if you had a Republican or someone who was more conservative. So, Carrie, I understand from your letter that you've already paid taxes this year. Yes, so we, we've already paid our property taxes this year that were $55,000. And, you know, we, we paid that bill the three days after we were shut down. And, and we, uh, people can say, well, that bill was due earlier. It was, but, you know, we put in a change of address and you know what the city didn't get in their system? Our change of address. We never got the tax bill. And so when we got it and it was due, we already had late fees on it. Uh, because the city, after two requests, had never changed our mailing address, and so we didn't see the bill, and we got and and we got late fees on the bill because of the city's error, and so uh, we've already paid that. We did pay our, uh, you know, sales tax were due right after the shutdown for March, and then we had to pay sales tax again in April. And, and although that's money that we've collected from our customers, uh, in the middle of a shutdown like that, it's valuable cash flow that you're taking out of your account. And people need to remember that, that sales tax are generated by businesses like ours providing goods and services. For well, let me city. ask you this. When you had to pay a late fee because of governmental incompetence, how much was that late fee and why didn't you challenge it since you could document that you had sent in change of addresses? It was, the late fee was $1,500 and we did challenge it and we didn't get much relief. You know, they basically said, we'll call you back. And I think they called us back three or four days later. They kind of said, and hey, we might fix that. And they kind of said, it may just be tough luck. Um, you know, and so the taxes were due, we need to get them paid or we won't hit another late fee. So we'll probably take up that challenge and ask for them to refund that back uh, by providing them with the documentation. But remember at the time we paid it, we were just trying to figure out what we're gonna to do to keep this business open amidst a shutdown with zero revenue. Well, one of the things that you mentioned that I wanna go back to is the fact that no city employee, and I guess state employee, they were not laid off they were basically paid their full salaries, whereas everyone else, you know, was expected to either apply for unemployment, take their vacation pay, or lose money. Meanwhile, the people that are keeping the government shut down, they have not suffered anything. And my biggest concern as someone that's watched Nashville is that businesses like yours, some of them will not be able to survive that there are developers that will snap up their 
property. So when people lose their homes, they lose their businesses, there will be people who will benefit from what is happening to Nashville. And we know that that is morally wrong. Yeah, you know, I, I think that um, you, you have to, uh, I, get, I get arguments on both sides. So when I put out the letter, I got overwhelmingly positive, 99.9% .9 positive that agreed with me that are tired of this, that want to see our balance, uh, want to see our budget balanced and want to see spending cut rather than new taxes. I did get some arguments and some of those arguments were, oh, you know, you've done well, you've made plenty, uh, the city built the gulch, uh, you know, you've benefited from that. Uh, I am not going to deny that we have done well at Peg Lake Porter. That has been attributed to hard work that we've put in over 15, 20 years to build a brand and then busted our butts once we opened the restaurant uh, and created 50 new jobs and uh, close to $2 million in new sales tax revenue for the city. So the argument of you didn't build that is absolutely 100% false. Private investment built the gulch. And don't, don't get mistaken that the city had any interest to build the gulch or built the gulch. It's simply not true. Private investment built the gulch and then the city came in and benefited from that tax-wise from 2,500 plus new residences and 100 plus new businesses that are here that are all contributing to the city's coffers and to the revenues of the city. So um, there's, there's a, a lot of people that, you know, their argument is, you've done well, look at you. Uh, you should be able to just suck it up and pay the tax. And that argument just doesn't fly. Is $72,000 my fair share when the guy that's making the argument that I need to suck it up and pay my fair share is paying $2,400 for his house? I don't think so. Well, the thing too that uh, is very problematic is the reasoning of the people that oppose you. They want to punish those that are prosperous, those that work hard, uh, somehow you're supposed to be silent, but if people like you are silent, who will speak for those that are not able to write a letter, that don't have the resources? Uh, there will be businesses, again, that will go out of business. There will be people who lose their homes unless we can stop this 32% uh, tax increase. And I find it just very, very troubling that this mayor who was one of the candidates that I ran against. He went to every neighborhood. He promised the citizens that he was gonna look after them. He was gonna look after Nashville businesses. And what does he do? He proposes to increase taxes on everyone by 32%. It's, it's a, you make great points, Dr. Swain. And uh, I spoke up because I've got a platform to speak up. We've got a lot of social media following. Uh, we, I have a loud voice. Uh, we, uh, I, I get some airtime when, when I generally make an argument, but you're 100% correct. Is this going to kill me or put Peg Lake Porker out of business? Uh, probably not. We could make it through this. It's painful. I don't like it, but we can make it through it. I spoke up because there are hundreds, if not thousands of other small businesses in this city that cannot take this. It will simply put them out of business. We're already seeing businesses start to go under or, or uh, you know, potentially go under. I think our, our friends at City House had a fundraiser 
for Silver Sands Cafe uh, this last weekend. Uh, because here's Silver Sands, one of the most famous meat and threes in our town that is, um, that's been around for a long, long time, that serves their community, and they're about to go under. And that's just with the COVID shutdown. That doesn't include what will happen to them with this tax increase. And, and, and people need to also understand this doesn't just affect property owners. So if you're a business and you've signed a lease, the chances are that's a triple net lease. And what that means is that you're going to have to pay the insurance and the taxes on your building. And so it's going to affect almost all business owners, whether they lease or whether they own. And, uh, you know, Arnold's in the same boat. Their taxes are going, you know, going to go through the roof. Carter's Vintage Guitar, Rudy's Jazz Club, not to mention all the other mom and pop uh you know, family-owned and operated businesses around this city. It's simply not the time. And especially if you haven't taken the hard task of evaluating everything in the budget and seeing where you can cut spend. Well, another thing that's problematic is that when they have short maps of the COVID-19 affected areas, it's one or two zip codes. It's not the whole city. And so part of the problem with the shutdown is that it quarantined everyone as opposed to the areas of the people that were actually infected. So I think that was problematic. And it's also problematic that surrounding counties opened up, but Nashville decided that it would stay shut down. And so you can just cross over the county line to Williamson County, and there you have people and businesses that have been operating. Uh, it does not make sense, but it seems that when it comes to areas that are governed by Democrats, they have chosen a totally different strategy, and it's a strategy that harms people. The renters, the people that are poor, they're going to see rent increases, and this was already a problem in the city, affordable housing. So housing will become more unaffordable because of the mayor's decision. That's correct. And, you know, even the people that support this will find themselves in a position in a year or two years when their favorite restaurant or their favorite local business goes out of business. Then they're going to say, oh, why didn't we do something about this? You know, <laughs> they're going to be the people that are saying, hey, I'm fine with this. Trust me, in two years, you won't be fine with it when your local restaurant or your local business down the street is out of business then you'll I, be singing the blues i agree with that because it seems like we are potentially in nashville confronting a situation where it will be the old nashville businesses that uh, will be hurt the most and the new businesses that have come in they're part of large chains or they are better able to survive and then some businesses negotiated deals so that they're not actually paying the same kinds of taxes as businesses that have been established for a long time. Well, that's correct. You know, the biggest the biggest employers that came in that we gave deals to, some of them are sealed under lock and key. We can't we don't even know what they gave away on some of these. And don't don't uh, I don't want you to hear that is that I'm not pro business or I'm not uh, wanting to recruit uh, large companies to Nashville. I am. I'm all for that. But how much did we give away and did we give up too much? And when you give away that, are you putting it on the backs of the mom and pops? 
it's one thing if you can find a creative way to, um, you know, to use that funding for something that's beneficial uh, for the city as a whole. Uh, but when you just turn around and you say, now we've got a shortfall, we're going to throw that on the on the backs of the local residents and on the backs of the mom and pop businesses, then it's that's not okay. You're right. And we're going to take a break. And when I return, I want you to talk about two groups that you are active in, uh, No Tax for Nash and For Good Government. It's your news and entertainment network. News blogs, informative podcasts, entertaining videos, or listen to 24-7 Talk Radio on our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. We the people, AmericaOutloud.com is the voice of liberty and justice for all. Welcome to the new era in communications. America Out Loud Talk Radio. What if there was a book that took the mystery out of prayer, one that made it easier for people to pray God's Word with miraculous results? There is such a book, Joy Lamb's The Sword of the Spirit, The Word of God is a handbook that has changed the lives of thousands of people around the world. You can order your life-changing copy from Joy Lamb's website, thesoardofthespiritbook.com. Order Joy's book and listen to her audio prayers while you're there. I'm back with my guest, Carrie Pringle. And Carrie, I know that not only did you write a letter and you've been speaking out, but you also involved with some organizations that listeners need to know about. You know, we've, we've grabbed some uh, groups that, uh, that, we've, that are behind this movement, No Tax for Nashville, um, and, and good government that, that uh, are trying to fight this, that are looking, uh, you know, to try and uh, seek out alternatives. I think the Beacon Center has just released a new report. Uh, they're looking for the waste. They're looking for the spending and, and how it can be cut, and they're trying to point that out to people. Um, you know, no tax for Nash is trying to gather signatures and rally people to uh, call their uh, council people. We've put out a call to action. Uh, you know, that uh, uh, support small business for people to sign up and give us their email uh, so that we can update them on what's happening and direct them towards the right organizations. Uh, but we got to fight this. You, you got to be active and you got to stand up. You got to tell your council person that we want, we expect more out of, just, out of not only them, but out of our city. Uh, and That's this right. is not the right move for Nashville. And listen, if, if anything, it's just not the right time at all. Uh, I'm not for kicking things down the road, but if ever there was a time to uh, sit back and, 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 and take stock of what we're doing and get a temporary fix uh, to get us through while we do evaluate uh, what the city is spending, then this is the time to do it. I agree with you, Carrie. And I know one of the causes that you're involved in through for, for good government is the Nashville Taxpayer Protection Act. Uh, could you say a little bit about that uh, petition? Yeah, so there's a petition out right now. There's a, a charter amendment that is for, uh, you know, no more than a 2% uh, 
tax increase on any given year, and that if you're going to go higher than that, then it needs a referendum. Uh, they want a referendum on any new property taxes. They have several other points uh, in their charter amendment that they're they're gathering signatures for right now. And these are you know these are people that are out there fighting for you. And uh, so take a take a moment, go look at the charter amendment, uh, look at the petition. If you feel strongly about it, then sign it. And when they get enough signatures, this will have to go on a ballot. And one of the things I really like about it is that it has a clause in there that would ensure that there's some transparency because the way they do the the uh, budget now, they do hide things from us and there's no way to go in there and make sense of the budget. There are some other cities, uh, Chattanooga is one and around the country, there are other cities where anyone can go online and they know how the tax dollars are being spent. That would not be Nashville at this time. So the charter amendment needs to pass and there will be people around the city, businesses where you can sign the petition. We have to get 4,500 signatures between now and July 1 to get it on the ballot for December. And I, I think we can get that done, uh, Dr. Swain. So uh, I do too. Uh, it's, it's passing around right now. And like I said, go out there, take the time to read it. If you feel strongly about it, then sign it. And um, and we can get something done. We we know that we stopped the amp, you know, uh, uh, last year. And if we'd have gone into that, think about where we would be right now. We'd really be in a mess. Um, and uh, and I think we can we can stop this, and we can demand better from our government leaders. I think we deserve it. And I agree uh, 100%. And if you're not from Nashville and you're listening to this. Pay attention to what's taking place in your city. If it is a, a blue city or a blue state, you can be sure that you have some variation of the same problem that we have here. And Carrie is showing what it means to be the people. And even though this is an audio recording, so you can't see, but I can see uh, Carrie. He has a poem behind him and also I believe the head of a bear. What's yeah. that poem and why is it behind you? So the poem that's behind me is the poem If uh, by Rudyard Kipling. Uh, it was my father's favorite poem. It's, it's my favorite poem. I grew up uh, hearing it. And, uh, you know, reading that poem teaches you to reflect on what you're doing and your actions and your words and uh, what it truly means to stand up and be a man and, uh, you know, keep your head about you when all else and all others are losing theirs. And so um, I, try and, I try and read that as often as I can so I don't lose my cool and I, and I act uh, the way that I think that uh, my parents would expect me to act and, uh, and uh, am a good citizen and a, uh, and a good person. Uh, so. Well, Carrie, we are very proud of you and your activism. And on this show, Be the People, Be the People is about the we the people in the preamble of the Constitution, standing up, you know, and taking responsibility for our government. And so I always want to encourage more people to take action like you. And one of the things I'm going to do in the show description is to post links to uh, No Tax for Nash and For Good Government and also about your background and uh, your restaurant. And we just urge people out there, if you're not from um, Nashville or Tennessee, you still can you know, send 
uh, carry a note of encouragement and watch out, just be active uh, because unless we have individuals who are willing to stand, our nation will fall. It will change character. It starts a little bit at a time. It starts at the local level. We have to be active at the local level. Carrie, thank you so much for being on the Be The People show and I uh, hope to have you back on with a, um, in the church we say praise report. And that, that would be if we are able to defeat this 32% uh, tax increase. Well, I hope we can have a praise report. Thank you very much, Dr. Swain. I look forward to talking to you again soon.